Hello and welcome to episode 375 of the VegGrow podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I can in my allotment and garden. Over the last few weeks I have had a project which as you will hear in the diary section got completed and that has been my shed build. I've learned a lot and I thought I'd talk to you about my whole process of building this shed. That's coming up in just a moment. Firstly, let's find out what I've been up to. Well, it's Saturday the 12th of December 2020 today. I'm down on the allotment this morning. I didn't come down here last week, as you no doubt remember from last week's podcast, because I was concentrating on the shed build. Now, I still want to carry on with a shed build this weekend, but I just figured the allotment needed a bit of attention, at least at least once every couple of weeks, at a bare, bare minimum. And even that, I'd like to get down here every week if I can if I can. Um, now at this time of year there's not a huge amount to actually do. I'm in the greenhouse at the moment because we're just having a slight little shower and I've got to to pack away some old bags and rubbish in here which I'm going to start in just a second. But what have I been doing today? Well basically I came down mostly to do a bit of weeding, just keeping on top of the weeds that are gilling in the way to say the least. And Really, at this time of year, that's all I can do. I do want to build some more beds, and that will be happening once I've finished the shed build. Now, something else that has happened down here on on the allotment is that one of my panels of glass on the greenhouse has slid down and for some reason won't stay in place. I'm not quite sure why. I've had a go at trying to sort it but I've got to get some clips to really sort of hold it into place. I suspect that what I'm going to have to actually do is take all the glass panels out on that particular area. There's only two panels, so it's not a a difficult piece. And try setting it up properly. For some reason, they just... A bit of a tight squeeze, to say the least. Not much happening. The onions, the shallots and the garlic, they are all growing quite nicely, as are a few broad beans. We've got cabbages, we've got purple sprouting broccoli in the pipeline. We've got normal broccoli, actually. That reminds me. I noticed this a couple of weeks ago, and I've been, I forgot to mention it, but uh, I've got broccoli. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to have broccoli for Christmas dinner, which is what, why it's still there. But what I bring this up is that broccoli is a... I've always found it to be quite tricky. And for some reason this year, I have actually got a broccoli florette forming. And I'm really, really happy with that because, wow, it's just nice to have a a bit of a success with growing it. What do I think has made it successful? Well, I pot it in much later in the year I think it went in well that bed did have garlic so it was after the garlic so I reckon that went in in September so that just goes to show that perhaps holding off and putting the putting plants in a bit later can sometimes work for the best and it's worked for this broccoli so I think in years to come that's what I will be doing moving forward Right, well, I've spent the morning down here. I'm just going to clear away some of this rubbish and then I'm going to head on home and continue on with this shed build. So, tomorrow I'll fill you in on what's happening with that. 
Well, it's Sunday the... was it? 13th? Yeah. Sunday the 13th of December 2020. And I am over the moon. I am currently talking to you from my shed. My new shed. I've been talking about this a lot over the last few weeks, as no doubt you have probably heard. And I... I am absolutely chuffed with it. It's it's nice and spacious. It's got a really good feel to it. And yeah, I am happy. And basically, I've spent today getting this up and built. So what I did... Well, actually, yesterday after I went down the allotment, when I came back, I spent a bit of time adding more cladding onto the walls. And basically, I got all the four walls completely cladded up yesterday. So this morning... I assembled it all together, uh, basically just screwing the four walls together onto the floor and then added a OSB roof and on top of that I have added underlying corrugated, I don't know what I call it, it's like a bitumen corrugated stuff. I really like this stuff, I'm going to use it quite often uh, over felt because it's easier to fit, easier to change and it just seems to last a lot better. Um, but yeah, it is now built. Now I've still got a bit of stuff to do on the inside in the sense that I want to insulate the walls and the roof and um, I want to add some some covering over the walls so we don't see the insulation and add some shelves and just really make this into what I want it to be. But yeah, I am absolutely ecstatic. I have myself a shed. <laughs> a, a shed that I've built, more importantly. that That's the thing I'm taking away from this. I have built this shed. It's taken me a lot of work, a lot of headache. Um, all I've got to do now is just hope that my neighbours aren't upset by it. I've I took them into account and when I planned this all out, my neighbours had sheds and what have you, they're no higher than what that would have been. Um, but unfortunately in the time it's taken, neighbours have taken down sheds, so hopefully. I don't think I think it'll be okay. We get on quite well with my neighbours. Um, but it's something to think about. Right, well that's it for today. I don't think I'll get anything done on Monday, but we'll find out. If not, we'll run a commercial break. Before we carry on with the podcast, hope you're enjoying it by the way, I just want to ask you for some ways that you can help support me and the VegGrow podcast. Firstly, if you can share, 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 the more listeners that know about it, the more we can share our experience. Leave a review on your podcatcher service, that really helps boost us up and get us seen. Then we have merchandise available on the VegGrow podcast UK collection of t-shirts and mugs with a VegGrower podcast logo. Throughout December, we have added some mugs with a very special Christmas logo. Come January, they won't be available anymore. Finally, the number one method to support is the Supporters Members Club. I'm really pleased with this club that I've built. The current members also seem very happy with it too. Just £5 a month is what it costs to be a member. For that, you get extra podcasts and videos that go on behind the scenes and uh, then you know what I'm up to. Added to that, each month I send out a monthly gift pack which includes a collection of seeds that can be sown that month. I sow these seeds along with you too so we're all growing these together as a group. To find out more, just head over to the vegcrowdpodcast.co.uk. And now, back to the podcast. Well, as you would have heard in the diary section, I have completed 
I shed build. And I thought, you know what? I should talk a little bit about my experience of doing this shed build. Others might be looking at doing the same. It's always been a dream of mine to build a shed and uh, I can now say I have done it. I've still got the inside to sort of finish off, you know. I'm going to be insulating the walls and adding another layer of something, some sort of boarding or something to make the walls look a bit more interesting and also um, somewhere I can screw bits and pieces onto and actually make it useful. But what I've essentially done is completed an actual building of a shed. If I went out and bought a shed, this is what I would have. So... I am very, very happy with myself, as I've said. Now, when I started planning this shed build and started thinking about building a shed, I started to think about what I wanted to use this shed for. That might seem like an obvious thing, you know, I'm a gardener, I'm going to use the shed for storing tools and growing vegetables and that sort of thing. And that is partly what I was planning to do, store my tools in here, uh, start seeds off in here, have somewhere I can just work on a lot of my projects and things and, and, and what have you. But we've been a podcaster and loosely a YouTuber, but the live show certainly, I wanted it to incorporate all those elements. So it needed to be a studio as well. That's not what most people would use their shed for. It's only because it's my particular role that it becomes relevant. But at the end of the day, if you're going to build something and you're going to be using it for certain projects, it, you've got to think about what you're going to be using it for. And that was something that I'm going to be using it for. Now, after I, I gave it some thought on what I wanted to achieve, I spoke to Lee Connolly, a.k.a. Skinny Jean Gardener, and we recorded a podcast where I got his advice on his thoughts on building a shed. And I took a lot away from that. I learned a lot and discovered, you know, I'm building a shed was the way to go forward. Something that he said that really struck a chord with me was that whilst you could buy a shed and it'll probably be a bit more money, you're going to be hesitant to change anything on that shed. Whereas if you build it yourself, chances are you're going to build it to your specifications anyway and make it fit your circumstances. But you're also going to be prepared to drill through the walls to add electrical cables, etc, etc. Because you're invested in it, but you're not so... so um, what's, the, what's the word? I'm so, so precious about it. That's the one I was looking for. Now, at the time, I was thinking about having a shed greenhouse combination so basically I would have a greenhouse on the front where my plants would be looked after and grown and seedlings started I'd probably have a grow lights in there and then I walk into a shed on the back which is where my studio would be and where I sow seeds. Now I do have a greenhouse at home and on the allotment so another greenhouse wasn't a necessity it was just what I liked the idea of. What I then did was I started drawing out a few plans and working out how I could build it. It proved to be quite complicated, purely because of the point at where the two would join. Then I started looking at the actual floor space and how it would work, and I realised I would be quite compact. So what I then did was went to some shed showrooms and had a look around at a few of these sheds. And although I really like the shed greenhouse combos... I quickly learned that the actual amount of room that I would have 
would be quite compact. And I don't like being squeezed in, in all honesty. I, I quite like having a bit of space to move around and do my own thing. But that meant that that idea was out of the picture. So I went back to the drawing board and after looking around at all these other sheds, I realised that what I really wanted was a shed that was 2.4 metres long, 2.4 metres wide, 1.8 metres high at the back with a sloping roof up to 2.1 uh, metres high at the front. Basically a pent square shed. I decided to have no windows. Now, that's probably not what many people would want. Most people would probably want a window. I decided against it. One, because I had this whole thing when designing anything or building anything. I have this statement that I say is, keep it simple, stupid. And windows just added another layer of complexity. I could always add a window later on if I felt the need to, but I just figured it's going to be better for me not to have a window. But with my plan, my rough plan of what I had, I then set about refining this plan and drawing everything up, working out all the cuts, what size wood I needed. Really, I focused quite a bit on just planning, planning, planning. And I think that's quite important to plan, 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 because it does make the life a lot easier. Now on the plan, I worked out that I would make the stud walls using CLS timber, 38mm by 63mm, sold in 2.4 meter lengths, which would fit in the van to transport. And I worked out I would need 28 of these, cut at various sizes. I worked out all the sizes and everything of what I needed to cut them out, the angles and everything else. And to, in order to reduce wastage as well, I tried to use as much as I, I could in one go. Now the walls were going to be clad in pressure treated ship lap. Now I felt the ship lap, it looks a lot better than the feather edge, which basically looks like fence panels in my opinion, but it's also easier to install and quicker to install ship lap. It's a bit more money than feather edge, but I just felt it looked better and I certainly feel a lot happier with ship lap. The floor. Now I used the pressure treated studwork timber, the same as the walls to run some battens across the length of this shed. On top of that, I laid some OSB board, quite thick OSB board because it's got to take quite a bit of weight. Now, originally I had planned to only use five battens, but once I'd laid that out, I quickly realized that there was a bit of flexing in the OSB board. So I added about three more battens just to add a bit more rigidity. And that has paid off. The roof, I had three more battens running the length and on top of that I laid some OSB board and on top of that some undulating corrugated bitumen. Now I love corrugated bitumen, I've used that on one of my other sheds. It's so much easier to install, it should last longer than felt and I feel it looks better but it's all just... It's not much more money compared to felt, but because it's so much easier to install, I felt it was worth the extra cost. And more importantly, it works at keeping rain off the top of the shed. Now the door. Now the door is going to fit in between one of the stud walls quite easily. I just used again more stud work timber to make the door frame. And onto that I was going to add more shiplap cladding. So that was the basic plan. 
Um, I also added into that I would need nearly a thousand screws and a new saw blade for my chop saw. And I added these in because I found that was important to include those in the budget. The thousand screws, I could have used nails and nails are cheaper, but I personally prefer to use screws in a lot of jobs purely because they do seem to hold a lot better than nails and I want this shed to last. So a bit more money, but worth it in my opinion. Now with the plan all together, I ordered the items. First the screws, saw blade, floor and roof and the battens, which I all brought from a local supplier. And I, they fitted in the van easily and I got those home and then I ordered the cladding. Now the first thing I built was the floor. I had to clear the area where the shed was to go first. But I built the floor just by laying the battens down and then put in the OSB board on top and then I screwed it all into place. That was nice and solid after I had added extra battens. Then I set about building the stud walls. Now this was a, a, a I want to say easy but actually it was a bit complicated because of the two side walls which have a diagonal top because of a sloping roof so what i did with those is i knew they were going to be 2.4 meters long so i just took one on the bottom the rear i knew was going to be 1.8 so i cut a piece of wood to that size put that up on the rear or marked it out basically every 60 centimeters i had another stud work and then i took the roof batten and i placed that where it's going to go and drew the diagonal line where I was going to be cutting. Hopefully that makes some sense because it's higher at the top and lower at the bottom it had a bit of a, a diagonal cut to it which needed to be factored in and I, I cut that to that, screwed it all together and I did the same on both the sides and in the front and back walls again just bottom top and five battens on the verticals to add a lot of strength. And I tell you what, this is really, really strong. So with the stud walls then built, I was waiting for my cladding. Now the company I ordered my cladding from had promised me it would be arriving in a few days after I had built that. Well, weeks and weeks and nearly two months down the line, they still haven't arrived. So I went back to Wix and ordered it from there. Within a few days, it was at my house. So that's a, a, I've vented my frustrations about that. I used a company that I thought was reputable. I did my research, but as it turned out, they weren't as good as I thought they were going to be. And I feel a little disappointed in myself for allowing that to happen. But well, it's in the hands of my bank. They're going to get my money back. So I'm not too, too worried. Now, what the cladding that did arrive from Wix, that was so easy to put on. I basically started from the bottom, measured everything into place, and made sure everything was right, and then screwed it down, working my way up. Mostly, I didn't need to do a huge amount of cuts. It's only where I had the walls with the diagonal pieces, I had to do a few cuts. And then for the door, I also had to cut it down to size on those areas. But that was very, very easy. Fortunately, I had a chop saw, which made the cuts very quick, very easy, and very, very straight. Then with a cladding all together, I got my brother around. Because we are in tier two, we can have people in the garden. So he was allowed in the garden. 
and we pop together the walls. And because I had planned everything out to the finest detail, the walls slotted together like a jigsaw panel. So it was really, really easy. The walls were very heavy and very sturdy to say the least, but they all slotted together nicely and we just screwed them back together and onto the floor. And then we put the roof on, that was very easy, just put three battens along the length, screwed those into place, placed the USB board on top and then on top of that screwed down the Undulane corrugated bitumen and that has made it waterproof and perfect. So I'm very, very, very happy with that to say the least. Then the door went on, three hinges down the side, uh, a little lock on the front and it all has slotted together quite nice and easy. I might have to do a bit of sanding in places, although not necessary because it does slot together nicely. And that was it. That was the shed built. Now the great thing that I realised with this is that because I planned it all so well in advance, I worked out how much of each piece I was going to need. I don't have any pieces left over. Everything got used. Now that's great for costs because it meant there's no wastage. There's some off cuts of pieces, but I'm sure I can use those in other things and other projects. But on a whole, everything has been used and I'm very, very happy with it. In terms of cost, this cost me... £600 with the supply of the cladding from Wix. Now, had I gone to the other company, it would have been about £450. So it could have been less had I actually turned up. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And I'm a little bit annoyed with that, but it is what it is. But overall, I've got a shed I am proud of. If I was to buy a shed like this, I couldn't actually find any in this size. But I reckon we'll be looking about £1,200 to £1,500 for it brought. So I have made quite a saving in building this shed from scratch. And more importantly, I am so happy with it because I've built it from scratch and it has been my pride and joy. Now, what have I learned from doing this? Well, the, the number one lesson, I've said this many times throughout this recording, is plan, plan, plan. The more you plan, the easier it becomes. And it's worth taking longer to do the planning than, than you think. Go and research as well. Like I said, go to a shed showroom and get an idea of the sizes and how much space you need. And... Use a reputable supplier. That's probably a really important rule that I would like to share with everyone. Not saying that even if you buy a rep from a reputable supplier, you won't get let down. I'm sure there are many cases where other people have been let down, but definitely worth that. Now, finally, what I would say, if you are thinking of building a shed, do it. Please do it. I have always wanted to build a shed from scratch and I wanted to do it on the allotment, not thinking I would be able to build something as good looking as this. But in the end, I turned out something that I'm really happy with. I've still got the inside to do, which is just a, a bit of dressing. But you know what? I am so excited and happy with this. Right. So that rounds up this little piece. I'm going to meet you back in the original podding shed in just a second. I'm going to discuss my item of the week. 
Before I close up for this week, we have the item of the week. Now, this is just my way of helping some of those companies out there who have struggled this year, doing a bit of advertising and also giving a few ideas to you for a few Christmas presents to buy for some other friends or family. Now, this week we have a book and I love this book. It's called Gardening for the Zombie Apocalypse. I was lucky enough to be sent this book by the authors Isabel and Phil last year and I actually had him on the podcast to talk about this book. It is absolutely brilliant. Now obviously the title Gardening for the Zombie Apocalypse it is set up as if the the world has collapsed and, and everything has gone bad. How can we survive? Which on the nutshell sounds absolutely ridiculous but to a beginner I think this is a brilliant book because it literally puts you in the case that you know nothing and that you have nothing. So it starts like that, it builds you up, it's got lots of information, but the zombie apocalypse is just its hook. It's kind of way to get people interested, I think, is a way to put it. It's well worth it because, like I said, it is straightforward, clear and completely concise information designed ideally for people who don't know what they're doing now it's priced at 9.99 for the paperback edition on amazon i believe it's only available on amazon you can buy an audio cd from 18 pound 15 or a kindle edition at 6 pound 49 of course i'll be adding the links to the show notes for this podcast but i do recommend it i was lucky enough as i said to be sent it but even so after looking for it i would buy one myself that is it for this week it's a, another week we'll be back again next week don't worry over christmas we will still have our usual monday night podcast if you want to contact me it's richard at the is my email you can visit the website at the and leave a comment or buy any merchandise or anything like that from there or you can find me on social media just search for the veg podcast well until next time Please take care.